<laughs> good evening, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 105. We have now done as many episodes as the year that Pope Alexander took over the Roman Catholic Church. Speaking of things with better names than results, this week we're talking about Highlander 2, the Squeakwool. <laughs> Highlander 2, back in the habit. Yeah. The Squeakwool is my new favorite. Number two for everything. Highland harder. <laughs> yeah. Highlander. I was trying. Yeah, I was trying to think of something for Faster or Furiouser where it would be like higher lander. Didn't work out, so I went with the Squeakwool. <laughs> This week's episode is sponsored, as always, by audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep. If you go to that address and sign up for a trial membership to Audible's Book a Month Club, you get a free audiobook, and you support our show, and you can keep both of those things, even if you cancel your subscription before it charges you any money. That is a free way to listen to books and to support us, which is pretty rad. If you want to suggest a topic for us at any time, go to read-weep.com slash suggest, and there's a little form there, and you can also vote and woot-woot other people's ideas, and that's how we choose most of our topics. So if you have an idea for something you'd like to put us through, let us know that way. I'm going to introduce you to the panel now. I'm your host, of course. My name is Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Google Plus at plus.google.com slash 10998555825684805 <laughs> All right. And if you didn't catch that, you don't deserve to follow me. <laughs> uh, I've got a very special panel with me today, though. First up, he's a Dutch guy playing a Scottish guy from outer space who's immortal and reverse aging. In Northern California, there can only be one Ezra Fox. My wife was so full of life until she died. Why are you talking like that? This is what happens when you get old. It's just, you know, raspy. I talk to old people. That's not how they sound. All very raspy. I am old. (laughs) You're a witch. That's what I don't like that at all. Also joining us today, he's a Scottish guy playing an Egyptian with a Spanish name. In studio today, it's Chris Smith. Hey there. I can come to your time frame, ride on planes, and hit on ladies, even though I don't know what a plane is. Can I just say how great Sean Connery is that he might not understand like you know, what the vehicle is that he's on, but he will definitely take that opportunity to hit on people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still devastatingly handsome. He is. <laughs> you have a vehicle for me? Are there women in it? <laughs> I'm a boy. <laughs> also joining us... Uh, a couple of very special guests today. First up, he's the head of an international eco-terrorist group dedicated to blowing up the robo-space shield powered by the lake dam. In Brooklyn, it's Matt. I can no longer move my face. <laughs> From all my terrorist activities. I guess Botox is a terrorist activity. It Maybe. is. She is the best-looking eco-terrorist ever. I mean, I live in Portland, and we have lots of eco-terrorists here, and they're all grungy and disgusting. But this girl... Still puts her face on before she goes out to work. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell because of the weird color palette of the movie, but she, like, Virginia Madsen does have, like, different colored eyes. I just wish we could have seen that at one point. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, the movie was almost in black and white. Just with red. It was really dark. It was the darkest movie I've ever seen. Right. I had and... to squint to see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that have made it darker? Yeah, doesn't that actually... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. She was just trying to shut it out completely. (laughs) There's so much more light in my dreams. It's much better if you close your eyes. (laughs) Highlander 2, The Darkening. (laughs) 
And that last voice uh, is she, she's an evil lord from the outer space past who came to Earth to kill an old man but had to make him immortal first, I think. Also in Brooklyn, it's Ksenia. I have a really badass scar on my face, and I could have killed the Highlander about a dozen times, but I don't know. I, I like prolonging the process. Yeah. <laughs> you learned that from scanners. Yes. In reality, Matt and Ksenia are both from I Love Bad Movies, the zine about bad movies, so apparently they like them, which is weird for us, but uh, we'll see how that goes, whether they were able to find joy in this movie coming up soon in the compliment sandwich. But first, Chris... Yes. Now, I know you're famous for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. So we normally have you summarize everything we do. Of course. I have a proposal today because I think the main function of this movie was being hard to follow. Yes. I think we should play a game uh, where we summarize one sentence at a time in a rotating fashion. <laughs> yes. And see if we can actually put together a coherent summary. I'm into it. This movie was really hard to follow. Can I, can I pull up the Wikipedia? I might need some help on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I actually read the Wikipedia article... While I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, that's what they claim is happening. It did really clip a lot of stuff. Right, well, let's see Let's see if we can do this. Let's go no, no notes. Let's just try to summarize from memory. So we'll go uh, We'll go in alphabetical order by first name. Okay. Which means we... Oh, let's go in reverse alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you go first. Uh, me, I'm starting it. Okay. And we'll sentence. go one sentence at a time. Each person will say one sentence. We'll see if we can construct together a summary. Connor McLeod, played by Christopher Lambert, is some sort of Turkish desert dweller. <laughs> he loves the opera. Uh, he's old now. And did we say this movie's in the fucking future? 2024, bitches. <laughs> Sorry, there was a hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> the people in the future, some of them came from the past, which was, quote, a long time ago. Virginia Madsen wants to remove the dome covering the entire Earth, keeping out the sun's rays. And she's sort of a hacker and breaks into this very dark, very secure office. The Highlander actually made the dome thingy back when the dome thingy was good and we needed it, but we don't need it now. The reason why he can live so long is that he's immortal, who can only be killed when you chop off their head. He's immortal because Sean Connery picked him out of a large group on what might have been another planet or might have just been the past. Uh, and he was known as the Highlander in the original because he was from the Scottish Highlands, correct? Yet in this film, still the same <laughs> sentence, he is from the Turkish desert or something, and thus there's no real reason to call him the Highlander. <laughs> Katana, who's the bad guy of this movie, sends two really silly-looking... <laughs> dudes to try and kill him somehow by killing them and getting hit by a giant truck he becomes immortal again and gets young and by saying sean connery's character's name brings him back to life and because he now looks young he immediately starts hooking up with virginia madsen's character who was also turned on not by his youngness but also by watching him kill the two clown thugs from the future past in front of her they look like porcupines <laughs> Sorry, that was out of turn. <laughs> out of order. You are out of order. <laughs> Their entire sex scene, which takes place in a dark, wet alley, <laughs> from removing their clothes to climax, it takes about 10 to 15 seconds, which I guess is what the quickening refers to. <laughs> uh, 
then he goes back to his old office because Virginia Matson thinks he's the only one who can turn off this giant, what is it called? Shield. Shield. There, there can be only one to turn yeah. off the shield. Evil General Katana teams up with the head of the Space Shield Corporation, played by Dr. Cox from Scrubs. <laughs> and together, their goal is both to kill McCloud and to preserve the profit margin of the Shield Corporation, which is largely unnecessary now because the ozone layer has repaired itself and the sky can stop being that kind of weird, freaky red and go back to normal blue. P.S. guys, remember when we were worried about the ozone layer? <laughs> Sword fighting. <laughs> Sword fighting in coats. <laughs> in order to shut down the shield, they have to climb through a, a vertical tunnel at these specific coordinates given to uh, the Highlander by some other guy. Except we actually looked these coordinates up and they're in Morocco, <laughs> it turns out. Yep. Yet they emerge on the top of a snowy mountain peak. Mm. But then again, he's the Highlander. Always finding highlands wherever he goes. (laughs) And then he jumps into a giant shaft of light, (laughs) and uh, the shield is destroyed, and it's nighttime. Ta-da! Roll credits. Yeah, Yeah, the shield dissipates to reveal not the beautiful blue blue sky sky and sunlight that people have been missing. It's just nighttime, so it's still dark. (laughs) But it's natural nighttime. They've been desperate for natural night all this time. Well, maybe it's nighttime in Morocco where they are. All right, summary completed. Let's actually uh, talk about how we feel about this movie now. So it's uh, called The Compliment Sandwich. It's what distinguishes us from just any other show that's making fun of bad movies. We have to try to be fair. So, Ksenia and Matt, you guys have the right as the guests to go first or last. Since there's two of you, you can also decide who is going to be first of the two of you or last of the two of you. Oh, okay. Um, I like the sort of subversive nature of the punishment. Um, So they send him to the future to have this sort of eternal contest where he has to fight and kill all the other immortals but when he wins when he's the last one left his prize is that he becomes mortal and suffers a slow death sort of turning the idea of a contest on its head i like that. <laughs> even if you win you lose yeah, yeah you lose worse than if you had lost but if you win and then you keep winning then well, eventually you'll go back to turkey or something <laughs> or something well but but importantly if you if you lose and you get killed and then someone mentions you, you come yeah. right back. Well, if you have a magical homoerotic bond. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Made of lightning. James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> the magical gay lightning bond. I forgot about that one. It unites us all. <laughs> Do you get to know in advance who you have that bond to? Or is there like one person that if I say his name, he'll just show up from the dead? Jerry. Like Abe Lincoln. And then boom, he's right there and he's into me. Well, no, well, no, no. They, they did that thing with, with dipping, you know, their fingers in lightning and then putting their hands together. Did you not see that part? It was I, sort I, of a unity bowl. I know. do. Re- <laughs> I vaguely remember when I was like, oh, why are they putting their fingers in their oatmeal? I'm pretty sure in New York it's a civil service now. <laughs> Alex, you don't put your fingers in your oatmeal? I, uh, you try to use a spoon. Uh, Except for the last little part fail. when you tip your bowl up and you just drink it. That's the best part. That's far less romantic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm usually eating oatmeal alone. When my sad. my gay lightning friend shows up, we'll eat oatmeal together. We'll see how that affects me. <laughs> That'll be the day. All right, Ksenia, your, your first compliment. 
Um, well, now, if I ever need to throw up some bad food, I know which Sean Connery scene I need to rewatch, and it's the one on the plane. It is just so disgusting to me. You weren't turned on by that? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, Why don't you you describe that? Um, well, he's chatting with a drunk lady, and, um, he tells her... But on the contrary, Virginia... All of the most beautiful women had dark hair. Helen of Troy, Cleopatra, Nefertiti, Joan of Arc, to name but a few. In fact, it's well known that the dark-haired ladies like to sit on the man's face. (laughs) (laughs) It's the way he does... He, yeah. he says, you know what else dark ladies like? And then he leans in to whisper something. And, and you think, think it's going to be totally like between the two of them. Yeah, and she'll laugh. But you hear him say, they like to sit on men's faces. <laughs> and it's disgusting. Yeah, and then a stewardess offers him some food. And he says, I don't eat anything I can't identify. And then he pauses, looks at the woman next to him again and says, well, that's a not entirely true. And then she laughs. Yeah, she laughs. It's working on her. Well, she's very drunk. I like to think that if I was immortal, I would have had a lot of time to get a little better game than that. I mean, I think I'd have some pretty good pickup lines after infinity years. Maybe. (laughs) In dead 500 years, maybe that was the height of sophistication. (laughs) He also is a little rusty because he just came back to life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be a better pickup line? Like, hey, by the way, I just came back from the dead recently. It's not necessarily sexy, but at least she's interested. (laughs) You got her attention. Just got to reel him in now. Yeah, you, you say that to ten girls, maybe there's one who's really into it. I get. You know? I mean, you 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 you're not a closer all the time. Sometimes you got to start the long con. <laughs> well, what we didn't see in that scene were the ten other women who were disgusted by what he said to them. Yeah. Until <laughs> he this until he found this one on the plane, they kept yeah. bumping him because he was like, inappropriate. All right, we got to get on with the compliments. We're being so mean, Chris. Major compliment. Speaking of the airplane, uh, the airline safety video that I mentioned earlier yeah. is so fucking good. Normally, as most of you know, when you fly a plane, they have little cartoons of smiling, happy people that nothing's really going wrong, or they show a vague cartoon of fire outside when the plane's crashing. Mm-hmm. This one, they showed like the plane totally plummeting from the sky <laughs> with people screaming <laughs> and like dying and stuff, and it was just like, oh yeah, that's actually what happens. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they never mention an airline. They say, thank you for flying with us. Which means it's probably U.S. Airways. They suck. (laughs) (laughs) But also, when do they show the safety video? Do they show it before the flight so you're aware of these things before you do? No, halfway through. Halfway through. Yep. When you're starting to get worried. (laughs) It's the year 2024, and you went with the people still flying a propeller plane across the Atlantic. (laughs) Something I I never learned from my years reading Men's Health magazine, but I I wish I had. It turns out that killing time-traveling clown thugs in front of a woman will get her into bed right away. Well, into alley. Into an into, <laughs> into up against the She'll wall. She'll be so into you, she won't be able to wait for a bed or even a clean street. Yeah. <laughs> and she won't mind when it's over before you've stopped whistling a tune. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of my ladies prefer that I not whistle tunes while we're doing it. But still, I never would have thought of that as a turn-on, but boy, does that work on her right away. Just clown thugs, beheaded, sploosh. all right ezra your major compliment ah okay so (laughs) 
Big sigh. Do you guys know about the history about this? Uh, about why this movie got so fucked? A little bit. A little bit? No, a little bit. Why nothing. Don't you tell us all about it. For the audience at home. So basically, the reason why this got so crazy is um, inflation in Argentina had risen so high during filming that the film's insurance company started to take creative control and made the film they thought would make the most money. <laughs> mm. Wow. Everything would have been much safer, I would have thought, if the insurance company took over. Less explosions. You'd never drive that subway car 600 miles an hour because the insurance company would flip out. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy if they if they made like the kind of movie they thought like insurance people would really love. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only frame of reference they have was like, well, this is just gonna be really really sound. Just gonna be a lot of talk about you know premiums and. Uh... <laughs> it's just that Allstate guy for two hours. <laughs> oh, he's so good. <laughs> Shouldn't all the immortals have had, like, metal neck guards for safety? Yes, that's the problem. Why if there's not? only one way you can die, at least have that one way covered. You think you'd protect that a little bit? Yeah. Even more, like, even a turtleneck. Just do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. Turtleneck. neck. <laughs> Well, I think we've gotten our comments out of the way. So we're going under the hate start, so let's uh, let's do that. This today we're playing a game called Ultimate Hate Frisbee, <laughs> another uh, hate game suggested by Bill Cernansky. So, uh, in any order, anybody can say something that you really didn't like about the movie. Now that you've gotten that the harder part out of the way, I'll start out with an easy one. If there can be only one, why did they make a sequel? Uh? Hmm. Well, if I can counter that point, uh, <laughs> Alex, remember there's a. Uh... The point where Highlander said, you know, there are some people who know when to stop and some people who keep going. (laughs) (laughs) That is an unself-aware line in a movie I've ever heard. (laughs) All right. Other hates, other things you didn't like. Virginia Matson gave a really bad female hacker performance. I watch a lot of (laughs) hacker movies and that was horrible. Like nothing at all. Like Angela Jolie. Her one comment was the numbers and figures don't add up. (laughs) (laughs) And what happened to all her partners anyway? Like, we never went back to that. They all died? No matter. They were hired help. Yeah, they were just temps. <laughs> they didn't, they I'm didn't getting get help. $10 an hour for what? And no health insurance. <laughs> but there's free parking, so they're all really excited. <laughs> Business casual, guys. That's that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, Sorry, just a second. Why did the Evil Shield Corporation have a moat that they had to cross? I don't understand. <laughs> I just realized I that. I mentioned that earlier. Like, why is know. there a lake dam thing? It's a it's a space robo-shield. Why would there be water around it? Cooling, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear power. Those things get hot. Yeah. This isn't just uh, contained within this movie, but I, I just don't understand why Christopher Lambert talks like that. Why he has that accent. I, I looked him up. He's, he was apparently born on Long Island. Mm. Yeah. He, oh, but he talks like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. (laughs) So here's what I learned from IMDb is that Christopher Lambert is actually Christophe Lambert. He was born on Long Island, but he's the son of a French diplomat and is actually French and was raised in France. Oh, I said he was Dutch in the introduction. Ah. Someone told me he was Dutch. No, he's 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 French. French. So they have a French guy with kind of a French accent. Playing the playing Scottish guy. Kind of a Scottish guy. Opposite Sean Connery playing a Spanish guy. Yeah, that's right. From Turkey. (laughs) They were both in Turkey at some point. A long time ago. According to the backstory that on Wikipedia, he used to be, Sean Connery used to be Egyptian, and then he lived in Spain, neither of which Sean Connery sounds like. Yeah. Right. 
or looks like, or yeah. yeah. Also, why do they keep playing the bagpipes every time he's on camera? <laughs> when, yeah. he, when he had his triumphant death, it was to the bagpipe Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Yeah. Which makes yeah. no sense, well, right? Yeah. The weird thing is, I think the bagpipes originally, because when he first got resurrected, he landed on a stage playing Hamlet in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so I thought the bagpipes were like comedy, like, ha, huh, Scotland's a weird place. And fair enough. Huh. But, <laughs> that was the subplot of this movie that the Argentinian insurance company wanted to get in there. <laughs> By the way, Scotland's weird. The Amazing Grace, I assume, is because he was giving his life for our quickenings. I I just had, I thought they just did because there was another one when he was getting a suit. They did a they did a quick montage to yeah. uh, William Tell Overture. Yeah, and I thought they were just trying. They were just doing the most cliche pieces of music to use during certain scenes and like a dramatic death. Amazing yeah, Grace. Amazing Grace. Yeah, if it's not Yakety Sax and it's a quick thing, it's got to be Willem Tell. Exactly. Well, are those songs in the public domain? That might just be Could one. Be t- <laughs> At least in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where? It's in Turkey. Ar- Ar- <laughs> it's right next to Turkey. Argentinesia? I don't remember. <laughs> All right, here's the thing I hate. I hate how come every movie seems to have agreed, like nine out of ten movies that have the future have agreed that in the future, everything will be grimy and trash cans will be on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping by 2024 we've invented a streak-free window cleaner. Yeah. Like, surely we will only have a clean-looking alley. I'll, I'll be happy if we invented, like, a street lamp by then. <laughs> like, apparently we have lost this technology in the intervening years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was another hate, but I'll, I'll do that too. This is the worst part of this movie by far, is the shield that replaces the ozone layer makes the world dark, and we never think to just turn on the lights. That's right. Even the office, it's like everything's dark inside. Like presumably yeah. you're doing work, right? Yeah, exactly. Would you want like, lights? Do we want to give them a Wendy window? No, we're just going to give them a partial view of a gigantic slow-moving. Why fan. is there a slow-moving fan outside of his window? Basically, they took that Janet Jackson movie music video from what? the time. It's like fuck. Let's just film Highlander here. Where Where is this apartment that has a fan side view? <laughs> He's practically the head of the company, but he has to work inside the giant clock. <laughs> yeah. Let's not give up on us yet. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, I mean, by the 80s, the future was always dark, you know, and this movie is almost unwatchably dark. But it is. later, you know, like, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, the future is all bright and white and like the inside of an iPod or something. Well, one of the things that the Wikipedia said, though, was that when they turned on the mag- space magnet shield, robo shield, that it made it dark and also humid. And so that's why the earth just the population was giving up on life and i understand that humidity is gnarly <laughs> yeah it was the heat index of of the future I would, <laughs> I would lose my will to turn on the lights if it was that humid and why I'd was be, it raining so much is what i didn't understand like it rained several times well like, the robo shield was d- disrupting <laughs> the, the tropopause oh yeah <laughs> i get it now all right okay, other, so other I, hate, I hate i have a hate there are bad guys in this movie that do bad guy things mm-hmm. without any reason whatsoever. So because well, they're bad. Well, right. But the two henchmen do, you know, between actually trying to kill the dude, just do a lot of like evil kind of high school play stage cackles. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. even the bad guy, the real bad guy, Katana, for some reason, he trashes a cab. He gets out of a cab yeah. without paying. And the guy's already like, oh, you can go. And he's like, no, I'm going to smash out the headlights stab the tire, and then say something not quite witty. 
was yeah. so good. The Random cab scene was act awesome. Of meanness to people. Yeah. We, we got to talk about these two things. One, the cab driver was so turned on by his car getting beat up that he wanted to introduce the evil guy to his sister. Yeah. And two, the evil guy managed to drive a subway car so fast that people's heads exploded and they floated. Their, their faces stood <laughs> off because the subway was going so fast. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. I have a, I have a mild complaint. Ooh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Sean Connery tells Highlander and Virginia Madsen, it will take the power of you both to take down the shield. And not only does he say it to them, they repeat it in a voiceover yeah. right before they take down the shield. And yet uh, Christopher Lambert alone in steps himself. into the stream of the shield and destroys it by himself while she watches. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she she was there in spirit. Yeah. Oh, I think it's like a wedding. Like if nobody witnesses it, it technically doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was there just to, like it needs you and your notary public <laughs> to destroy this. <laughs> An insurance company made movie. Would yeah, exactly. Yes, and endorse a certificate. Yeah. What, that was her response. After the, we didn't see that scene, but they walked into the next room and she's like signed documents saying, "Yes, I watched him destroy the evil the evil shield." <laughs> yeah. But he didn't have his license on him, so he had to go get it. <laughs> His premium went through the roof after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, after that. Oh, man, I wouldn't want to insure giant robo-shields when that guy's around. <laughs> Here's something else I hate, and maybe this is explained by having it be the insurance company, but the evil corporation is called the corporation. The shield corporation. Yeah. This is another thing that I don't like about movies set in the future. Why do we all decide that in the future we'll just stop naming stuff? Like in the in the Hunger Games, the, the capital is called the capital. Yeah. We don't even do that. Like, I mean, our capital is is got... Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe DC just stands for Decapital. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway. DC Al Capital. <laughs> Does that mean oh. go back to the Capital and play till the end of the song? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, nerds. <laughs> This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in the Audible branch of Read It and Weep Manor. Guys, all right, so we, we, we need this, this next Audible ad to be really great and really successful right out of the gate. So I have a plan for this really clear and obvious sci-fi plot that I think everybody will really like. Bad news, dudes. These guys came from the insurance company and they're taking over the ad to make it more successful. We'll need an explosion partway through the fifth line. Followed by a tacked-on romance and bad voiceover. Remember that I will always love you. Wait, wait, what if we just lay out a clear three-point argument for why people should use audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep? Oh, and a training montage. And it's going to have to contradict everything else in the series. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Now available in pill form. Then some lightning bolts. And Sean Connery giving advice. Only you can prevent forest fires. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep for a free audiobook. Swallow its new fast-acting tablets and keep the knowledge even if you can't dance. There can be only one. All right, guys, it's time for the triumphant return of Lightning Bonus Round! The way the Lightning Bonus Round works is you're going to tell us something small that you've noticed about the movie. It doesn't have to be good or bad, just something that you noticed, and we will discuss it very briefly, and when someone says Lightning Bonus Round, your joke is over. Lightning Bonus Round. I don't understand how this head separated from your body thing works for immortality. Like, if you were, say, to get your neck cut severely, 
but not decapitated, would that heal? At what point in the... Like, say he was starting to have decapitate you, and then he got, like, distracted by, like, the ice cream truck or something and ran off. <laughs> does the sword stay there, or does it pop out and your neck is fine? Definitely pops out, your neck is fine. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of... Uh, physical things going on with being immortal but a lot of it is magic as we've learned in this movie so, so the it's key the physical, is just yeah like the metaphysical act of separating it's, head from body right it's not the it's not the actual cut on the neck the important thing is your head will get lonely yes and you'll die that's right lonely head it's killer lonely head syndrome sure what if they don't cut off your head they just cut off your body well it's still <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm pretty sure that happened in the flying scene uh yeah. right. i guess lightning bonus round lightning bonus round there was this fucking flying scene mm-hmm. with one of the henchmen. So apparently, even if you're from a very long time ago, you already have jet boots and a robo glider or mm-hmm. something. And you get to fly around in circles on the wire track that the gaffers have set up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and McCloud totally cuts off the guy's head by pulling a rope, seemingly parallel to his body. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. The vectors don't. Really. I'm trying. If, if you if you watch closely, it doesn't actually slice the head off. It just sort of pulls it off which is it's kind of awesome actually <laughs> yeah, you're right with that one except he was only flying at a slow jog right yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it was like he's flying at like really high speed but he was really determined to go forwards <laughs> his body was his head wasn't so yeah. i'm trying to think of what if de- so we, we say decapitated right so your head is your cap yeah so would you be yeah. debottled for the other part if your body it's probably like decorpitated decorpitated sure yeah. decorpified yeah. Uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning, lightning bonus round. Um, so, as I, I mentioned, Christopher Lambert's regular voice, but he starts off the movie old. He's, ah. uh, <laughs> right? uh, he's aging. He's, he's an old man. His voice, as much as I dislike it normally, is terrible when he's old. It sounds like someone is squeezing Don Corleone's balls. It's <laughs> like a terrible Chicago accent, isn't it? The, they said, in fact, I think one of the Wikipedia men- pages quoted him from an interview where he said uh, doing that, that voice may have been a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say <laughs> It was terrible to listen to. Yeah, it was. It was really brutal. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Hey, I'm disappointed in New York, or New Yorkers specifically. Hey. I'm looking at you guys. No, you, well, you weren't in the movie. I was disappointed because I've been told always that New Yorkers on the subway will not react no matter what happens. And when he was killing people for no reason, one of them went, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> was just straight up confused. Yeah, that was yeah. more reaction than I expected from that. And there was also one the... that said, did you see that after he cut somebody's face out? Oh my god. Yeah, the rule is you have to be silent until you yourself are being stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you guys have rules. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's on the, the car. When you walk into the again, it's on the door. I don't know how it works in the future. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, see something, it. don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, except, did you see that? That's the only thing you're it's okay to say. Afterwards. And then there's a tourist couple only in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus, bonus round. I really like the moment when he says, I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. And I just like saying that over and over until I can't make words anymore. I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. That is fun. Yeah. And I cannot die. Well, I remember at one point uh, he runs over the bad guy um, oh, when they're leaving the jail and she doesn't even know that he's a bad guy. Uh, and she's like, 
awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't remember exactly what she said. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah outstanding. Because it's great, because it's a little like old time also. It's like, capital move, Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Over that person we don't know. All she knows is that he has probably murdered someone. It could have been a, a prisoner. She loves it. It could have been someone who was just <laughs> yeah. working there. Could have been the electrician. Well, well they've be- been probably murdering people for a while. <laughs> yeah. And also, she's like, she's been an eco-terrorist for a while, so like now she gets to be just a straight-up murderer, and she's like, yeah, this is way more of a rush than sneaking in through the moat. Just, <laughs> yeah. just running people over is great. She will lose her like 501c3 status as a terrorist. Though, <laughs> a but I wonder like, what other environmental terrorism she's performed. Like, Has she saved some puppies or rabbits or yeah, anything? Yeah, they let a like... bunch of mice, mice out of a place where they were testing hu- extreme humidity on mice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she, she can only break into things where there's a moat first uh, <laughs> and, and then put like a SIM card in something. She's, just, she's, uh-huh. on, the, she's on the terrorist swim team. <laughs> <laughs> swim team and the same team. Yes. <laughs> oh, touche. Lightning bonus round. Lightning, Lightning bonus. bonus round. In the future, do all prisons have giant cylindrical fan rooms where the fan... That could also be a trap. Yeah, what was the purpose of this room besides... I get the purpose of the room. The room, I mean, it was to create, uh, to power the ventilation system for the building. I just don't know why you would spend the money to make the giant fan be able to descend and ascend. (laughs) That's going to be a lot of money. It's a big motor. I can feel this question. (laughs) It's also a a chicken decapitation room. Yeah. (laughs) It's basically the next evolution of the magic bullet. (laughs) <laughs> so when they were building this prison, were, were they like, could be a prison, could be a chicken factory? Yeah. yeah. Could also make chicken it has factory. Two <laughs> also smoothies. Gigantic smoothies. <laughs> yeah. Why does a room for powering the ventilation system, like it's a ventilation shaft with no bottom, like the bottom is just a floor, and then it's got like human-sized doors, so it's like part of the hallway, so that there's always the chance if you're walking through this room that the fan might be lower than usual and kill you. <laughs> I'm glad we figured that out. Lightning bonus round. Uh, so General Katana is kind of all-powerful in his time, right? He's uh, It's unclear, but he seems to be the leader of this world, or at least uh, some sort of military power. And he decides to go to the future to kill the Highlander for some reason. But what he wants to do, really, when he gets there, is just become the head of the corporation. <laughs> a partner. He wants yeah. to be a partner. It's just okay. like he's been living this, this rough-and-tumble life for so long. He just wants to settle down, get a nice pair of loafers, and put his feet up on the yeah, desk. it's a nice corporate um, job, yeah. Just a pension yeah. and some things. He's never had benefits shit. before, so a, that's, that's... Yeah, a business I mean, card and health insurance. That's all he wants. Yeah. Which I, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, insurance is very important. To, I mean, not necessarily not so. When you're immortal. Where are you going to get preventative neck medicine? <laughs> <laughs> Man, just because well, you're immortal doesn't mean your teeth can't rot. Yes, yeah, I, I, I mean, unless it, unless it means exactly that. But and those vitamin B neck supplements are just yeah. sort of <laughs> these days. I'm actually really curious what what happens if an immortal gets their hand cut off. Like, what happens in those cases? Or if you cut when off their bones uh, got broken, they just like snapped back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can you grow another hand? I think you grow another hand, and the hand grows another Highlander. (laughs) (laughs) Because the hand has been removed from a body. Exactly. (laughs) What if you cut a Highlander in half vertically? You'd get two Highlanders. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Highlander the doubling. From the head. Yeah. Well, if if I was the Highlander, I would just swallow a piece of metal pipe. Yeah. And keep it in the larynx. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of uh, like um, (sighs) the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Yes. Just keep something in your throat. Exactly. So that they can't hang you. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie. Yeah. If you swallow a piece of pipe, the sword would come from the side, hit the pipe, never go all the way through. There you go. You figured out the one flaw in this movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> Touche. All right, here's my last thing that I really hate. I don't like that there's a big fight over access to the shield generator, and there's no Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> there's no speeder bikes, clearly. Such a disappointment. Lightning, Lightning bonus. bonus round. Uh, yeah, did you guys notice a, like how uneven the sword fights were? I mean, they were clearly unremarkable sword fights, but Katana fights with a similar sword, mm-hmm. right? And then he picks up Sean Connery's, or the Highlander picks up Sean Connery's sword, which is like a samurai sword, and starts hacking at the claymore with it, or the, the big sword. And the guy doesn't even have to move. It's not even, I mean, it doesn't yeah. do anything. According yeah. to the Wikipedia page, yeah. the bad guy got one of his teeth broken during a sword fight, and the, the Highlander got part of his finger cut off. Yeah. Because they're both really bad at stage combat. No, because yeah. bro- broadswords are just so heavy. They- yeah. They're 22 pounds each, yeah. the swords. Yeah. So you can't do really precise movements. And so they're totally fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> the star of this movie got his finger cut off. Well, plus Christopher Lambert's eyesight's really, really terrible, he was saying. And so, like, that's why, like, yeah. uh, other dudes, like, the in the guy with bad eyesight, a 22-pound <laughs> sword, and tell him to go nuts. Yeah, I, I thought that was amazing. I've, and, in fact, the way the Wikipedia page said it, it was another great Wikipedia phrase, which was, like, so-and-so got his tooth chipped. This other guy, so-and-so, got part of his finger cut off. Both damages were repaired. <laughs> oh, so that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, he grew another part of a finger, and then the yeah. finger grew another Highlander. Very clear <laughs> now. Although it was really confused, so the part of the finger actually just grew uh, the, the SUV, a toy Highlander. Oh, there you go. <laughs> when, uh, when you said Claymore, I guess that's a kind of sword. It's, it's also, also a mine, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant a landmine. I was like, Wow. <laughs> What if? What if oh, they brought with us? I've been saying this for a long time, guys, but they really, really should have more duels with landmines. Like, <laughs> it's a landmine off. It's a really <laughs> slow duel. This guy's like with a, sh- a team with a shovel. Yeah. There's a lot of digging. Oh, no. I'm not going to know what hit you. I'd like to see uh, Sean Connery in the, in the Untouchables and then when we went, uh, saying, you brought a knife to a landmine fight. <laughs> <laughs> And lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Hey. Hey. All right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. For the second half, we go in reverse order, uh, which means Ezra is up first. So basically, there's, there's addition to the airplane safety video there's also a really nice snippet of like an ad i guess from a tv show that was popular at the time uh, the psychic cook yeah the psychic yeah. cook oh yeah. god i had flashbacks of the star wars christmas special when they were doing <laughs> that fake cooking show it really was that level of it but i mean i guess it says something about how bad highlander 2 is that really the psychic cook, cook was just a, a great respite so it was just like apparently a, a cook I don't know if it was like instructional or a sitcom, but there were like ghosts and cooking and maybe a zombie. Well played. <laughs> anyway, I, I was just enthralled. I, I was yeah, that, that part of the movie really cheered me up because I was hoping we would switch gears and start like some sort of zombie hunting movie all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm waiting for Highlander 3, the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> or that like uh, Highlander would attend a taping of the psychic. Oh, cook. yeah. That'd be oh, yeah. <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> Well, watching that, I, I just sort of—it just took me to uh, the RoboCop fake commercials, which I think are done really well, and maybe a little better than this one. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't say anything good about this movie that even the brief comic respite in the middle, I kind of didn't understand the plot of. it's wacky because they can, he's they a can, cook who's psychic. Yeah, so he can see what food he's going to cook later. 
<laughs> you don't, know, food shouldn't have a mind. Yeah, that you I don't. Can know, yeah, read, right. <laughs> don't, <I'm good. laughs> All right. So for my my last nice thing I'm gonna have to say about this movie, I I like the movie's politics. I mean, like I've always been kind of like low uh, engagement as far as politics goes. I mean, I'm as pro Sky as the next person, but <laughs> <laughs> they take it further. Like I think they've really made me more pro Sky than I was before. Like you don't know what you've got till it's gone kind of thing. Yeah. Now I'm very passionate about not turning off the sky. <laughs> and if anyone ever proposes turning off the sky, I'm going to say, that sounds like a good idea now. Yeah. But what are we going to think about this 20 years from now? Ah, uh, the pet monkey argument. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What? <laughs> no, there are people who are like, oh, I want a monkey. They're so cool. And then, you know. 20 years later, that uh, monkey you, can you, talk. Well, and <laughs> Oh, God. Because no. we cured his Alzheimer's. <laughs> no. And now he's killing all of us from a tower. I just meant monkeys are more work than you know. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant rise they, of the they planet of the They destroy things. Yeah, also that. <laughs> it might be yeah, you are less face than you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Continuing backwards, Chris. I just want to compliment Michael Ironside's performance of General Katana in general. Not only is his name a sword, but that dude is so fucking metal. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> First thing he does when he gets to Earth, he's like, let's have fun. And of course, bad guys always look from below with their eyes up and go, hey, hey, hey. But then, like, he trashes a subway. Yeah. He, like, trashes a taxi. He trashes a board meeting. And it's always, like, 80s metal guitar solos that are playing over him. I mean... And I, I like about him that he's he's one of those, like, chronic bad guys as an actor. Yeah. Like, he's a... He is a, almost always bad guys. And I know. I, he told Maverick that he was too reckless to fly. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing backwards, Ksenia. Uh, well, I enjoyed some of the minor characters throughout. Like, there was the the fat lady in the bar who was actually wearing a really great dress. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the guy at the tailor shop that I kind of liked, who was just totally puzzled by Sean Connery. And then there was a hobo at one point, I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> who just asked for a light, and Katana blew him up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the the hobo actually in a, a long line of stoic hobos didn't really say anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't even say, "Hey, dude, that's not cool." Well, until he's actually being blown up, right? He's you're not, not going to say anything. That's when Something you speak keep up. your mouth yes. shut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that too. As like the perfect evil guy it was like walking around, and he was like, the guy asked for a light, and he was like, "I'm not going to miss an opportunity to kill a man in a pun way." <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last nice thing that anyone is ever going to say about this movie, Matt, take it away. Uh, well, before I get to my real compliment, I just want to say uh, the, Virginia Madsen and the Highlander had some real physical stamina because they had to climb through that shaft at the end to get above the shield, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But we're shown, I mean, Sean Connery is flying in an airplane, oh my God. so airplanes can still fit <laughs> in the airspace underneath the shield, which means she and the Highlander climbed approximately 20,000 feet <laughs> on a ladder. I think if you're fly- if you were flying over the Atlantic, it'd be more than 20,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying minimum, they yeah, climbed yeah, 20,000 yeah. feet. 20 to 60,000 feet they climbed. Yeah. Well, it's worth it. She does her car. 20 to 200,000 feet. <laughs> it's basically and just elliptical, right? They didn't even look tired, so that was yeah. that was really cool. I mean, uh, Ali's sex is a really uh, great way to stay fit, I think is what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eco-terrorism uh, as a weight loss program? Yeah, the 10-second body. <laughs> what I really did like, though, is when... Uh, Ramirez, Sean Connery's character, and Highlander drive into the prison. They drive through like a, a barrage of guards who are all firing at them, and it's this 
really awesome scene where they get shot. I think they, they say later they each got shot like a hundred times and there are so many squibs exploding on these guys' bodies. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is just a massacre and it's awesome to watch. Like you never see someone get shot that much. Cause you know, they're, they're going to wake up later. They're alive. They're fine. Cause they're immortal. Yeah. It's just a really cool uh, scene to watch. It was really fun. I like the idea that they went to training at uh, the, those military guards are like, if you ever have to shoot anybody, at least a hundred times, or it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety-nine, they could survive. A hundred, you. Got I've it. seen guys walk away from seventy-five bullet wounds to the face, so you <laughs> don't take that chance. That is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week with episode number 106. Next week, we're going to be talking about Hoarders from A&E. So watch uh, a couple of episodes from Hoarders if you're interested in following along with us. Uh, Or just watch a trailer, because there's not much more to it than that. If you have any comments for us, any feedback at all, go to readdeshweep.com slash contact. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear anything from you. Thanks, as always, for being here, Chris and Ezra. Yep. Yep. And uh, Matt and Ksenia, so take a second. Tell us more about I Love Bad Movies. Uh, I Love Bad Movies is a collection of essays and some illustrations and a few comics about really watchable bad films. Uh, It comes out about twice a year. We're up to the fourth issue. This latest issue is Kids Movies, uh, for which Ezra and Alex wrote about Troll 2, Mm -hmm. how the the main character of Troll 2 is just kind of constantly being set up for failure by his grandfather. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a really interesting take on it. Uh, But I Love Bad Movies, you can get it at ilovebadmovies.com. It's a lot of great writing, comedy writers, film nerds, film enthusiasts. And there's a 15% discount for Read It and Weep listeners. Uh, they can just put in the code read it. So two words, no space, read it uh, when they check out on Etsy. Excellent. And it, I love badmovies.com. It's totally affordable. And I and I have read it and it's very funny. Not just our stuff. There's some really <laughs> good yeah, stuff in there. The, also, the, uh, there's a lot of uh, Flophouse people. Who yeah, there's some Flophouse stuff in there too. Our, uh, the podcast yeah, that uh, just before yeah. we thought of the idea. They, they were part of the inspiration. We have a lot of comedians and other film critters. Critics. <laughs> a lot of film critters <laughs> crawling around in this thing. There's a film squirrel and a couple of film gophers. <laughs> Up in the movie attic. <laughs> the film raccoon who just uh. snuck in there for the summer. Yeah. Watch out. Exactly. Anyway, it's good. So you should all check it out. And also, yeah, you get to read a uh, not published on the web piece from Ezra and I. So check that out at ilovebadmovies.com. Thank you guys so much for being here. We really enjoyed talking to you guys. Thanks for having us. This was great. Sure thing. Okay, all right. We'll talk to everybody later. Goodbye. Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I'm Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. 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 And I cannot die.